it's important for us to talk about truth and to mm. understand it as a couple, uh, because culture and society are t- are throwing messages out at us saying this is truth. This is what you should believe. Right. If you don't believe this, it's, then you're not cool. Even more, <laughs> it's yeah, very isolating. Right. Even more so, they'll say like, "How dare you say what's true?" Right. And your truth is yours, and my truth is mine, right. and truth they may be relative. different, but truth is it's whatever it's you want to be, man. Right? Like it's just cool. So and that is not what the Bible says. No, and even if it. No. We're <laughs> and fired even up. if you don't so even if you're non-believer you're listening to this you think the Bible is just a book, right? There are still these truths that are underlying in God's his general revelation, how he's created the world to mm-hmm. operate, mm-hmm. things like morality, things like how science works and how <laughs> biology works. So we're going to talk about all of that oh, yeah. in the context of marriage. <laughs> yeah, so believe it or not, we're going to bring it around to marriage because there's some subtle things in there that have massive implications in how we actually live within our marriage and love each other. So it's going to be a fun conversation. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. You are fired up today about... Oh, you're fired up today. I'm fired up today. No, you're fired up because you chose this. <laughs> and I sort of chose parts of it, but you were like, you know what's really been burning inside of me lately? Could have burning in my... Burning in your guts? It's talking about truth <laughs> and what that means uh, as a married couple. Are mm. we fighting for it? Are we understanding it? And are we living that out in our marriage? And it truth permeates all every aspect of our lives. You know but before, what? Oh. Sorry. You know what got me on this? So what? Is I've, I've been listening to a lot of Shylin, mm. and he does not pull any punches. And I was just like, Selena, you got to check this out. He's a rap. Shylin is a rapper. Yeah, you can he, find him on Spotify. He's on Spotify. Shylin, S H I L Y N L I N N E. Okay. And he is. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping to have him on the podcast. I, I immediately went on his website and invited him <laughs> to be on the podcast as an interview because he speaks truth. He's got you know he's got the credentials. He went to school, but he's also this hip hop artist mm-hmm. and he's pl- a church planter. So I'm like, yes, he's doing all the things right. And the first things are first. And as he's he's just he. It's not popular by any means, but it's well done. Yeah. But it's not popular because it's not. Uh, because he's telling the truth. <laughs> because he's calling the things out. Truth is not always popular. That is it's for never sure. popular. Yeah. Not not in terms of like biblical truth, right? right That's right. Just, we're swimming upstream. So before we start getting in, into oh, that, we go. gotta pull the reins back here a little bit. <laughs> it's getting out of control here. So we want to just thank all of our listeners and people who've left a rating or mm, review. Thank you. We are so grateful for that. It is the currency of the podcasting world. Yes, it is. And we are grateful for that. And if you haven't done that, we'd love to encourage you to do that for us. Um, it goes a little bit goes a long ways in this case. So um, another way you can support us, if you would like to do so, you can do that financially versus pa- uh, via Patreon. Uh, so it's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Fierce Marriage. And this is kind of the best way that we found mm-hmm. uh, to be able to continue podcasting without ads and be able to bring you content and interviews, which we have coming down the pipeline. Yeah. And what I love most about Patreon is that it's, I think, the most biblical way for uh, ministers like us to go to the, the, the what is it? the people who partake in the ministry yeah, yeah. Um, for the support that we need to sustain the ministry. So patreon.com slash fierce marriage. And finally, if you're listening to this and you have any 
questions, comments, or anything to, of that nature, you can call or text in to this number, 971-333-1120. Definitely love and in, encourage you to send those texts or voicemails in. Just don't do it while you're driving a car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... So today is going to be a fun conversation around this idea of truth, right? Mm. So truth is one of these things that we take for granted. <laughs> yeah. We, we really do. Like at the most fundamental levels, we take it for granted. Like the sun will set and it will rise again. Mm. Like that's a truth that we rest on. You know, when it rains, it doesn't mean that we're going to die. Like, right. There's air like that I'm going to breathe. Like there's there's rain that's going to fall. Right, right. And, I'm going to wake up and... And I use that extreme example or like more, maybe more appropriate one to be like when there's a... A wolf blood moon in the sky. It's not because God is angry <laughs> right. at us, right? It's because of the way the solar system works and the way that he set up systems, everything yes. to work. <laughs> and so that's on like a broad level, but even on fundamental levels, like truth about, you know, how your spouse feels about you mm. or your, 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 your sense of security because of the gospel, your sense of security because of the, the country, your state that you live in, the city that you live in, the situation you have, like all these are truths that we rest on. Right. And I think we want to just call to attention some of the maybe some of the uh, harmful um, kind of cultural trends, mm -hmm. I'll say, that content that can kind of be. They're combative uh, to the truth that we yeah. believe in the gospel and the Bible. And they can be opposed to right. that. Yes. Combative is a really good word. Um, and when they're kind of you feel like actively. I feel like there's that's for yeah. me, that's what it feels like when yeah. culture is showing me, you know, these messages, whether I'm seeing stuff through social media or on the news, you see, you know, things being painted in a light that is, this is the truth. Mm. This is what everyone believes. And this is how everyone is acting. And, and so there's these really broad truths. And then you have the place like the internet where people are just throwing out comments, you know, without scathe, you know, just scathing remarks without any sort of consequences. And, mm. you know, when you're talking about truth, there's like, there's this level of, of flesh. Like I want to say that is involved, you know, there's your, your heart has to be there and there's yeah. just, you can't just say things without having consequences to the, the words that you say, yeah. our words hold weight. And I think, you know, places like the internet don't allow you to, they don't show you the whole thing. And yeah. I don't know, there's just well, a one, lot. One really tangible example is how whenever we talk about the fact that we are homeschooling our kids and we have this co-op that we go to, uh, we talk to, talk to others about it. I kind of hear these voices of right. the anti-homeschooling. You, know, you homeschool your kids? Right. You have a co-op? So, are like, your kids going to be socially okay? <laughs> but the reason we made that decision was rooted in for mm -hmm. us that in, in some of the like graces that God has allowed us to have right. and truths that we believe in and things that we prioritize and the situation that we're in. So there's a lot of nuance to that. But at was, the end of the day, like we made a decision based on truth right. on God's word and, and how it, he's convicted us. Right. And was it comfortable? Not really at the beginning, but we're definitely like anything new. It's uncomfortable. But yes. if you give it time. Like, yes, exactly. When I, and the, But the social pressures that come down yeah. on that. Yeah. on that decision that you've made. Now, if that's that's one, but if you say that you've decided you're in a hard marriage mm. and you're feeling all your friends are like not advocating for you, but they're adversarial and they're saying, you should dump him. Like he's just a, you know, you'll he's a whatever. You'll be happier with someone else. Yeah, you'll be happy. You won't be happy until you're out of that right. relationship. Right. Uh, and really, is that true? Hmm. Is that a true thing for you to listen to? And yeah. is that a true thing for you to regard and to internalize? Hmm. And so I just want to, I think, kind of open up the conversation just by, I think, illustrating some big lies and big truths that that are victims to these lies. I, I don't think truths can be victims. I think truths are actually going to prevail, right? Right. But, but the lies to try say. to chip away at the truth. Right. And they try to shake kind of the foundations 
of what we believe and why we believe. I think the most fundamental one, and this is what I wanted to jump in on because you said foundations, so that's my cue. <laughs> it's the nature of things, right? So we, ahead, I think we have a wrong understanding <laughs> of the nature of things. I want to go to, and I mean this in truly in 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 like the most broad, uh, what's the word, cosmological st- <laughs> like way, right? So it's I'm going to go to Colossians, uh, Colossians one fifteen through twenty. Says he, so it's talking about the preeminence of Christ, right? Just think about this, and think about if you believe this or not, okay? And this will get. It's not a. This is not a philosophical podcast. We'll get down to the marriage stuff. So, <laughs> uh, he is the image of the invisible God, the first, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, in, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Mm. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Mm. Right? And it goes on. That's, that's verse 20. And it goes on. And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he is now reconciled in his, holy, in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. So I could go on and I can just read the whole book of Colossians, <laughs> but that, I mean, think about the truths in that statement, right? It's talking about, for one, the inerrancy of scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Do we actually believe this is true? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a lot of debate around this, not within like the Orthodox church, but everyone else in the world wonders, does the Bible true? And so there's this like outside pressure right. to not believe that it is actually God's word. It's authoritative. It's inerrant. It's yeah. authoritative. Mm-hmm. It should hold hold authority in our lives right Right? it's not just a good book of stories about people being redeemed and used by god it like it's all about jesus it's all about god yes it reveals his character it reveals the the life death and resurrection of christ so i've been reading i've been reading through the the pentateuch right the first five books Mm -hmm. and i'm in deuteronomy which is like the second iteration of basically the first four books so it's Mm. genesis exodus leviticus numbers deuteronomy Mm mm-hmm What's the, on, this is going to be a sidebar, but it was like, uh, it was on, what's the show? Psych. Psych. He goes, I know the books of the Bible, Genesis, Exorcist, Leviathan, (laughs) do the right thing. (laughs) Oh gosh. No, but Deuteronomy, read that and try to reconcile that because it's talking about like bloodshed. There's Mm -hmm. all kinds of, I mean, it's brutal. Yeah. It is brutal. The Bible is gritty. And so you read that and immediately you, you hear like all the voices, like social all justice warriors. All, yep. You hear all the people that are just straw man arguments against it. And it, can we believe that yeah. the Bible is true? Well, I think it's good and it's okay to hear those questions, right? Mm. I used to kind of be afraid to hear those questions. I'd like ignorance was kind of bliss. I just want to know what I know and that's it. But in knowing in learning about what you don't know, it's like the truth becomes mm. brighter. Yes. It becomes stronger. It bears more weight to mm. me when I can listen to someone who doesn't maybe agree or believe the same things that I believe. Mm. But what I'm hearing is not necessarily what they believe. I'm hearing the why behind what they believe. Mm. If they're saying they believe something and I don't agree with it, I'm like, why do they believe this? And as they tell their story, as I get to know them, as I understand who they are, 
I understand that there's there's hurt there, there's pain, there's things that haven't been reconciled to to truth that is Christ, and they maybe still are searching mm. um, for that truth that can help kind of put some pieces together You're and so bring pastoral. healing. You're so pastoral. <laughs> okay, Here, I'm just talking about facts, and like <laughs> argumentation. Well, because like, truth, about the people. truth often collides in our relationships, right, Absolutely. with each other, and so, and, and especially in our marriage. I mean, so, we we. There's yeah. people that are married to people who are unbelievers, right? We, we, we're not all assuming that we're just believers in marriage. There's, there's different battles that we fight on the marriage front. And so, so I feel like what you're saying is there's context behind these, these, uh, attacks that you feel, or maybe the sense of, uh, truth is being, um, chipped away. Yeah, there's, there's context in those relationships well, and it's not, that happening. It, yep, and it's not outside of God's authority. So I don't yeah. have to be afraid to kind of face some of those truths. Mm. I can, boldly face them and humbly and 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 seek god in them because god is big enough his word is strong enough it's not again if we believe his word if we're not Mm. living under this lie that maybe we don't even know we're living that god you know we're questioning like well i don't know if i really believe that well the key is to ask the question i'm interrupting because the i don't want to it's not with the key is to ask the right questions in the right places right and not be afraid to do so. Right. Right. You don't ask the right questions and go to somebody who is not going to be there with your best in mind. Who's right. not going to be a, a discipler of you. Right. If you're having questions about the ex- existence of God, don't go to an atheist blog and right. read about True. the, the arguments against the existence of God. You True. need to go to people that understand that something has happened in your heart. The whole, an atheist is never going to be like, oh, the Holy Spirit's working in you. Let's, no. But like somebody. Yes. Context you know, is good. For a sure. A pastor will do that. And so... At, it's like it's like throwing an infant in the ocean, being like, "All right, swim, like figure out these big truths right, by yourself." Right. I'm not saying you're saying that, Sorry. but I want to no, say that's that. Good context. <laughs> I definitely don't want people doing that. But I think we shouldn't be afraid to seek truth mm. um, and and read some hard things and try to understand. Like God is big enough; you can hold Him to against any standard, and He is big enough, and mm-hmm. He will always prevail. He is sovereign. He is providential. Like He is God. Right. And so, I guess that's what I'm saying is I can't I. In order for me to really, um, like, be commissioned and live truth out in our marriage, I have to look at some of the darkness, right? I need to, I can't just say, like, Jesus loves you and that's all you need. Like, I need to say, okay, gosh, you're, our friends are struggling with, you know, some mental health issues or they're struggling with this sin and this is a dark spot. So how does, how can I shed truth how can we bring truth in mm. jesus and life to that we can't just put a blanket statement on it there's real truth that god has for us to be truth. able to powerfully if we um, will have it pierce if, it if we'll have it if and we'll that's go in, yes and we'll do the work to mine it out right right and so and we'll get to that i do want to I, I do i love where you're going with that because a lot of times we don't speak truth because mm-hmm. we feel like we can't be truthful and loving at the same time. Especially in marriage sometimes. And the most Especially loving thing you can do is yeah. give somebody truth. Right. And right. you can do it in a loving way. You can do it in a in a, in a very like uh, rude way. Right. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I have a lot of words going through. I had to like parse <laughs> through like 17 different words. Right. Right. Uh, but you can do it in a loving way or you can do it in a, in a, in a rude way, an unloving way. Right. Um, but and we'll get there. So... We talked about the nature of things. Okay, we talked about the inerrancy of Scripture. Do we actually believe that this is God's Word, right, even if it's hard to swallow at times? Right. Can we believe that the canon, right, the 66 books of the Bible, mm-hmm. is the is the full revelation of God? Can we believe that? Okay, these are big questions. 
can we believe in the historicity of Christ? In other words, is, was he a real person? Did he really die and did he really raise from the dead? And did, did he ascend into heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Our faith is founded on these questions. Right. Can right. we believe in the divinity of Christ, right? If he raised from the dead, then we can pretty much safe to say, it's safe to say that he was God as well. Right. But do we actually, do we actually believe that? Last night in our community group, uh, we asked the question, <clears throat> who is Jesus to you? Right. And I was like, so frustrating. I'm like, <laughs> I don't always know. I, I don't feel like I know exactly. It's hard to nail down. It's hard to nail because, down. Yes, I think because he is so many things to us. Like you can say, yes, he's the he's the son of God, like fully God, fully man. He's I can give savior. all the textbook our, answers, yeah. but when it comes down to it, I don't understand how he can be fully God and fully man. Yeah. I don't understand that. Right. And it, is that something that's going to drive me away from God or drive me to Him? Right. Drive me away from trusting Him or right. toward trusting Him? Right. And I love how you said that we're, we're asking these questions not to get philosophical and deep, but we're asking these are fundamental questions to our faith and our faith in mm. God and everything that Jesus has done uh, pours over into every aspect of our life, especially our marriage, especially our marriage. Right. And I mean, there's even lies out there about marriage. Like it's it's your way to happiness. It's your it's the next step in fulfilling, you know, your American dream. It's a check on the box. Some people even believe it's a promise of God. And I'm going to go there real yeah. quick. Marriage is not a promise of God. Like you're not guaranteed a marriage. No. And yeah. are you less of a person if you are not married? Absolutely not. Like there's. There's a lot, and we, you know, so we look. Sorry, so I was backing up real in quick. A lot of ways. Yes, it does because yes. if I look to you for, again for my happiness, for my joy, to feel loved, those are some things that are um, kind of uh, resulting from my understanding of of who Christ is and how I'm yeah. called to love you as mm-hmm. my husband and our covenantal love. Right? We can't understand love biblically until we understand the character of God, and He is a covenantal God, and He allows us to go through Mm. hard things and not just make it, you know, a fluffy cloud of life all the time, (laughs) because that's not for our best interest and it's not for his glory. And so I think it's important for us, again, to pick apart these truths and understand and ask these questions in order for us to know God, know his character and be able to live that out within our marriage. Yeah. So really just wanted to root in this in marriage because I feel like we can very much go out into well, no, I think these we'll get questions. There. I think I'm just talking about like general big lies and, yeah. and big truths that are constantly being questioned, whether mm-hmm. or not they're explicitly questioned or not. We'll get into the marriage stuff. Don't you worry, Selena or listener. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll definitely get there. We'll just got to follow our outline. Um, but so like, the, so we talk about the person and divinity of Christ. Was he a real person? Was he really God? The necessity of the gospel. This is a huge one. Okay. So a lot of people, including us, don't, we didn't hear the full gospel until, I mean, we don't, we thank God we got to hear it. We heard about Jesus growing up. We knew all the Bible stories, but it wasn't in the light of like, it's been done and it's not by anything that we've done. Like, and I didn't have any sense of my own need for a savior. Yes. I had no sense of like, okay, yeah, I'm a sinner. God, please forgive me. But I wasn't like, I am a diametrically opposed to the holiness of God. And I need somebody to save me. Right. right. That is, and, and the gospel is the good news is yeah. that Jesus has done it. Yes. And so do we need that? Right. So we're, I mean, I'm going to go here. Okay? okay. Sorry if I'm going to offend some, some Uh-oh. listeners, but the whole like girl, wash your face thing. Yeah. Right. No. Just like pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Those you are, are lies. Right. Okay. They're... I would challenge you friend. I would challenge you <laughs> because, because 
lovingly challenge you. The whole the whole premise of that book is yeah. I haven't read it, so I've only read the reviews. I think I've gathered enough information. Well, you're not a girl, and you since, don't need to wash your face. So yeah, I, I never wash my face. <laughs> okay. Natural oils, all right, they're the way to go. <laughs> Just a bit of water and dab it. Okay, Just dab it. Get on with it, Freddie. Um, <laughs> So it, th- th- I've heard enough of that book to know that it's it's a lot of just, hey, it's a lot of self-help. Like, look right. inside yourself. Like, yep. get to know your true self. Mm. And the gospel says, like, your true self is dying. to is dying. No one is, is good. dead to sin. No one is good. Not no, not one. one. Right. And, and then we read in... But then, okay, that's not where the gospel ends. Right. The gospel doesn't end at, like, hey, you're horrible. Right. The gospel starts there, but it ends here with Colossians. And you, when once... Who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to prevent, present you, in order to present you holy and blameless yes. above reproach before he him. He and him. It's all about it's him all about and Jesus. what he has done and is doing. It's not yes. about us. Even marriage. Again, that comes back to the lie of marriage. Like marriage is all about you and your happiness. And your, no, like it's not. It is to some extent, I will give you that. I will give you that. Mm. I get too black and white sometimes. But the happiness and joy that you and I, Ryan, experience in our yes. marriage comes from our understanding oh, yes. of this is, a, this is a covenant and we are being sanctified through it. And we are mm. understanding who God is, the purpose that he has for us on this earth through marriage. Mm-hmm. Like marriage is the, we joke about talking, we joke about saying we just love talking about marriage because it's an excuse to talk about God. But talking about marriage is talking about God. Mm. Like there's, you can't separate the two. Right. If yep. you believe that truth about. Right. And, if we believe that Jesus is who he says, like C.S. Lewis has the whole Lord lunatic or liar mm-hmm. uh, argument, right? He's either Lord he's or he's crazy or he's like evil. Mm-hmm. He's a liar, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so like he can't be anything other than one of those three. Mm-hmm. And so obviously we believe Jesus is the Lord, right? He wasn't crazy. He wasn't lying. He was who he says he was. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a madman claiming to be God. And if we actually believe that and we believe that he loves us the mm. way the gospel tells us he loves us, now I can love you. This last week we had a thing where I was like, I'm so sorry. I had to apologize mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hope you still love me, right? Mm-hmm. And you you came around and, and I felt and you were able to do that, not because you're just Selena Supergirl, right? Mm-mm. You did it because you understand the depth of need that you have for a savior and, and the fact that he has saved you. Right. And there's something valuable about experiencing, you know, brokenness. Like Jesus mm. walked through brokenness. He knows our pain. He knows and understands the mm. depth of the effects of sin in our lives and the generational sin. And he, he is there with us. And so mm. I think... N- not just knowing that, but experiencing that helps me to like want to love you more. Yeah. It helps me want to um, reconcile whole, faster. And that's the whole foundation of everything right. we write. Right. Like we love because he first mm-hmm. loved us. First John four nineteen. First John four nineteen. And we can't love outside. Like we can try to love. We have common grace. God's given us the capacity for human relationship and right. love outside of the gospel. That no one's arguing that. But. In marriage, when the rubber meets the road, yeah. it's really That's hard to not love you. Last. <laughs> it's really hard to love you selflessly when right. I when I feel like love is is not a selfless thing. Right. When I feel like love is a selfish thing. So anyway, we're going to get into that again. <laughs> so I just want to run through these final things because I feel like they really set a framework. I'm trusting uh, you for where this. we're headed. <laughs> so we talk about the necessity of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about the sufficiency of Christ's work on the cross. So you are righteous because He said so, not mm-hmm. because you've earned it. You mm-hmm. are loved because you're created by God, not because you're just intrinsically 
like this wonderful person. You make right? good decisions. Yeah. You're loved because God has made you in his image and yes. he's chosen to love you. Right. Right. That's the, that's the anti message of the girl, wash your face <sighs> movement, that whole thing. Yeah. And that's why we want to speak truth into the, into the, you know, not to throw out the baby with the bathwater. There's probably some good nuggets of truth. I'm just saying that that Overall, message is toxic. Very, yeah. It that, felt very enslaving. And when it's all it's, about yes. you, then the pressure's on you. When right. it's all about you, you have to do all these things. Mm. And Jesus has said, child, come to me. I've done it all. I love you. And I've loved you since the beginning. Mm. Before you were born, I knew you yeah. and I loved you. And God said, I'm, I'm sending my son as a sacrifice for you. I'm sending part of me to sacrifice the ultimate sacrifice. If we actually believe that that changes everything. Changes everything. But the thing is, is we don't always believe it. We and that's don't. what we're getting out is this truth doesn't always actually act like a truth should right, in our right. lives. Two more things I want to, two more cans I want to open up. Okay. <laughs> cans of worms is <laughs> uh, the legitimacy is the legitimacy of the church and the, and mm. our faith in our faith and in our family. Mm. Right. And the legitimacy of church community. Right. So a lot of couples discount their need for a local body of believers. Right. And that is a lie. You <clears throat> need to be a part of a body of believers unequivocally like yeah. that is that and they need to be people that are pursuing christ they are that is christ-centered is gospel-centered right people that, that would, are yep, living that, on mission that would be my my caveat there is that i feel like the church is is evolving a bit there's a lot more there's a you know the home church has been an idea the 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 church right. at large you know Western even francis broken. chan was saying like large yeah. churches are not the way to go it's yeah there's it's, a lot of broken there's a lot there. of brokenness yeah. in the area of of the church and the body of christ and so i think you know, when we, t when we're discussing being a part of a body, like you said, it's one that is gospel filled. And, you know, for us, so this is kind of where, when we started going to gospel life, we love it. And our caveat for before we became members, we, our thing was like, gosh, we live in Tacoma. The church is in Puyallup, which is about 20 or 30 minutes away. Like we're not really in our community ministering to our community. And so when we met with, um, our, one of our pastors, uh, he, he was saying, he was explaining like the objectives of Sunday mornings versus community and all of that. And this alleviated my, mm. my, I, I guess. Yeah. 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 And so the goal of Sundays is not to reach the unbelievers. Yes. Unbelievers are welcome. They can come. But the, the goal of Sundays is to gather as a body celebrating what God has done and what he's doing. We take communion every Sunday. We are we are diving right. into truth. We're going through the Bible. It is not topical. It is exegetical. We are going through scripture and taking weeks and months and years to do it. And that is beautiful and wonderful. Topical, the, the, topical the, preaching is not bad. I want It's not. No, no, no. It's not. A lot of times we err on some churches are Only, seeker friendly. We'll yes. say we're going to talk about this topic. And instead of letting God's word be the thing that we're preaching, which I, I think on a Sunday morning, exegetical preaching is the way to go. Yeah. But sometimes what happens is you say, oh, I want to talk about racial reconciliation, which is right. a good topic. Right. But you, but then you start bringing in all these proof texted scriptures to right. talk about it. And I think it does it injustice right. uh, when God's word has a lot to say about it. I think there's just, very... We're not going about it the right way. Well, and I think there's very few teachers that can... can speak, I want to say preach topically and, but have the truth like leading the way, the Bible leading the way on that Which, um, sidebar, the most frustrating thing about speaking on marriage is that it's inevitably like a topical thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we so but what through. I, yeah, no, but what I was but. trying to say was just that, um, the thing, so our church on Sundays, it's really all about kind of the body of Christ. We're welcoming new believers. Yes, people are coming, but the, the beauty in that is that, on on our community days, those are the days that we're we're sort of 
being somewhat evangelistic, but also talking about the truth and the struggles of like our, right. our lives. And that's where we can invite our neighbors over and say, Hey, we're going to have dinner and just kind of talk about what's going on. Do you guys want to come over and mm-hmm. we'll have kids can play, we can talk and eat and all that kind of stuff. And so just the way that we've kind of been set up and that's that yeah. they've believed has followed kind of uh, a biblical, I don't know, I want to say model of, of, how to be the body in the community of yeah. of where we're at has brought a lot of freedom to me in saying, okay, I want to be a part of the church and I want my family to be a part of this because of how this looks and how this works and how it functions. We're, we're not just a church body within a church body. We're a church body celebrating what Christ has done on a Sunday and then going yeah. out into the middle of our week, um, loving our, our community uh-huh. where we're at. Sorry, that was a long tangent, I think. Yeah. Well, you're, you're the meandering one today. I'm you're, not meandering. Usually I am. Nope. <laughs> I feel like this is legit, no, talking well, well, about it. It is. And and to go back to this, like this cultural kind of this tendency mm-hmm. for couples that we talk to, to illegitimize yeah. the necessity of the church in their lives, the necessity of Christian community, uh, and the, their, you know, their need mm. for that type of transparency, that type of being known. And so right. a lot of times we find some sort of like, uh, it's, it's a, uh, it's a replacement for it. It's a counterfeit mm-hmm. where it might it might be like a group that you're meeting, but you're not talking about anything of substance, anything right. of depth. You're not actually. And what happens is it ends up um, it ends it's up kind of making f- for overweight, obese Christians, right? right? Where you're just you're eating all the time and you're never like exercising your faith. Right. You're never exercising the fact that I have to be known in my sin. Right. To like and to these be are loved good things. in that. These are good things. Uh, you're not exercising There's the faith redemption. that you can invite your neighbor There's and joy. trust that yes. the gospel will bear weight on their yes. lives. Yes. Right, and so that that's one of the, um, and then the final one. I think, um, I think that was the final one I get at. The, oh, mm-hmm. the, the sufficiency of Christ's work on the cross. So, mm-hmm. and we talked about that a little bit. So, um, how? Okay, so we've talked about a lot of this stuff, and we've <laughs> opened up a lot of cans of worms, and they're all sitting on the counter right now, and <laughs> all the worms out. are crawling out, making a big mess. So let's let's wrangle it in, and we'll we'll let those kind of like do what they're going to do, <laughs> and we'll talk about just some good hard questions to face, and I think. Just well, some good starting points. Because point. they bear so much weight on yes. your home life, yes. right? If I don't actually believe that Jesus is who he says he is, how could I possibly love you? Right. And how can we parent our children in, in the way that we're we're trusting God, right? Right. I feel like being a parent is just like stumbling in the dark. <laughs> or if I'm, a, if I'm a husband and I'm, a, I'm the head of this household right. and I don't believe that I need the church, hmm. I don't believe that God's word is true, I don't believe that the universe is actually held up by the power of, by his power alone. Mm-hmm. I believe that it's just kind of everything else, all the cultural Kool-Aid that you can drink, mm-hmm. right? Just like the nihilistic view, like mm-hmm. when you die, nothing is happening, big bang, right. all this stuff. I'm not going to get into the nuances of those different arguments, but if I'm drinking that Kool-Aid, how can I possibly love you and my family well? Mm-hmm. And so we're here to say, you know what? You don't have to have all the answers to have the truth. <laughs> you do need to have some faith. Bottom line is no matter what worldview you you subscribe to, you're mm-hmm. going to have to have faith because right. you're never going to prove everything to the nth degree. Right. Well, and I would so, even I would even bring it back a little bit to to maybe you are maybe you believe in Jesus, but it hasn't really actively taken a role in your life. You mm-hmm. know, maybe you go to church occasionally, maybe you know, you feel like you guys love each other well, you spend some good time together, but I mean, maybe you're questioning is there more out there? Mm-hmm. Is there more for me to have as far as um knowing other believers and what does that look like and how does that bear weight in my life and my kids' yeah. lives and how can I parent well and um can I just get to know more people that are maybe struggling with some of the things that I'm struggling with and what does that what does that look like? And yeah. so I guess I was just saying that's where I would 
encourage yeah, really you good. to, you. you know, ask these questions and maybe kind of press in and, and meet some people and discover those truths for yourself because there is more to be had. I think God's been prodding that at my heart is that where I'm at is good and I, mm. I see the joy and value and I, I love it and I'm so grateful for it. But God is always like prodding me saying, yeah. I have so much more for you that I want you to learn and I want you to share. And yeah, there might be some hurt and brokenness mm. along the way, but I am still redeeming you. There, you, you haven't arrived. There's more, there's more, there's more child and I want to give you yeah. more. So I, just, I think of that verse in Psalms when he says, uh, my heart and my flesh may fail, but the, but God is the strength of my heart and my yes. portion forever. Yeah. And what that portion forever means, I think God just wants to be our portion, mm. like our enough, the, mm. the, the aim of our desire. Right. Right. So many times we, we, um, so speaking of Shylin, one of the things he says <laughs> is he's like, he's like, if you just want Jesus for more money, you, Jesus is not your God. Money is. Mm. Right. And he got, he has truths like that, that just, I mean, they're just everywhere. Drops. You should listen to false teachers. Friend. I'm just going to put that one out there. There's a song in there called false teachers. So good. But he, um, yeah, he, he has a way of saying things that truths that we know to be true, but you're like, who, no one's going to say it. Cause nobody wants to like, offend. And he's just like, whatever. And so just, I was just emboldened by that. Yes. And so in, in, in terms of culture, right. In terms of marriage and how does how do these truths really affect us? So mm-hmm. we talked about loving each other, right? We have mm-hmm. a skewed view of love. The tendency in, in culture is to think God is love, therefore love is God. Mm. That is not true. Love right. is not God, friends. And love is not an emotion or feeling. Even. Love is not the thing that determines how we act and, and what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. God is love in that it's an attribute of his. Mm-hmm. God is also holy. Mm-hmm. God is also just. He's also merciful. He's also omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, all these things. Love is one of those characteristics, right? If we enthrone love in the place of God mm-hmm. while also disregarding the other characteristics of God, we have missed it. Mm-hmm. And so I say that to say that like people, because peop- I, I was on this, I was reading a forum the other day and somebody was talking about how they lost all this weight. It was like a, I think it was like a, I can't remember what website, it was probably Facebook or something. I got mm-hmm. distracted. And they're like, hey, look at this. I, you know, I, I lost all this weight. And then he was like, um, oh, my girlfriend also lost weight and my other girlfriend. I'm Polly. And I'm like, what does that even mean? He's polyamorous is what he meant. And that mm. he, he's in an open relationship or gotcha. he has multiple lovers and they all know each other. And they and I'm That's like, weird. Sorry. And then someone was like, <laughs> someone was like, someone commented is like, what is wrong with this world? Like, and he goes, Hey, you know, nothing's wrong with it. It's just, if you know, this is my version of love and that's your version of love. And there's just this elusive wow. definition of yeah. love. That's, yeah. fl- and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Right. I mean, there's right. so many more examples. Well, and I think, you know, come bringing it back to marriage as far as like what love is, you know, if we're not defining it through God's word and saying, this is, this is what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's long suffering. It's all of these things. If we're saying that love is a feeling and it, mm. once it stops, I don't, I'm and I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Like Ooh. once those things start happening, then it's like, well, I guess our marriage covenant isn't that big of a deal anymore. Right. Cause I want to pursue what I want. And right. so our truths become skewed. Our truths become mucked up because we cannot understand what the Bible says. And that is where, I would, yeah, I'm, we'll happens, dive into like why you should at, read truth together. It happens at a very tiny, it's a very subtle level. Yep. level. And so all of a sudden you realize you've bought this truth that like, oh yeah, love is whatever. Right. And over like, time. 
And, you're, you're... and here's the thing is somebody can have affections for somebody else, right? I'm mm-hmm. not denying that. You can have affections for whoever you want. I'm just saying that like there is a definition of love mm-hmm. and that definition of love is, is alongside mm-hmm. the character of God, right? Right. right. And so we, we can, we're getting into a lot of different, like I think hairy topics that we don't have time to get into, right. but namely love is one of the things that we need to believe that Jesus is our ultimate example mm-hmm. and the ultimate um, flesh flesh love of God revealed right, right right to us and so as we learn to love each other in our marriage then that that's that's our standard of love not love is whatever you say it is right. no love is whatever is what God says it is right and, and love when you're, is patient it's kind it's long suffering right. it's all these things and when that, we're saying yes that this is love we're actually saying that no it's not these other things like you yeah. know our our yeses are not just yeses to something they're they're nos to other things and on the flip side our a no saying no i don't believe this is saying yes i do believe yeah. some you know this other thing and the lies that we yeah i get the sense that this is not going to be a popular podcast i think a lot of people might listen to it but people might get get frustrated because we're being so absolute about things <laughs> we'll see We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Finally, the, we'll talk about that's covenant. The, that's because, the truth, right? The truth just kind of rubs people, rubs and, us all the wrong and way. I think, it, I think maybe it's, it's a, hard to be absolute. And we are, we're only fired up because we feel like things have kind of emboldened us. And, you know, we've had conversations. You've been listening to music. We've been having... <laughs> you've been listening to that music again. <laughs> no, we've been reading books and sermons and our own truths have been challenged. And we are up for that. And we want to walk through that and understanding mm. the tr- the gospel and Jesus and the truth even more yeah. through those challenges. Yeah. Finally, I think it bears its weight on marriage through the covenant, like what you actually believe a covenant is, what the nature of marriage is. Right. Right. So if we believe that marriage is meant to be a covenant, we have a covenantal God who's revealed this covenantal character, which right. is important to him. And he's revealed it alongside other really important aspects of his character. Mm-hmm. Then we will know that I am called to this covenantal relationship, which is not to be taken lightly and not right. to be abandoned on a whim right. or at all. Right. Really. When things get hard, are we just going to fly the coop? Are we? Do we believe that God can help us in our marriage? Yeah. Or do we think that we he made a mistake, right? We talked mm. about this a couple episodes before about how, you know, Jesus said, what, what God has brought together, let man not separate. You know, assuring us that God brought us together for a purpose and he's not yeah. just going to, you know, maybe let us fall apart because he has a purpose in all of yeah. that. And so... That's good. So there's a lot there. Uh, I'm taking deep there. breaths because there's a lot there, and we're not covering it all. We're just, yeah, I don't want to mow people over. We're I just think let's fired get up a little bit. Let's get practical then, okay. because I feel I can feel the responses right now mm-hmm. of how maybe a wife or a husband. Uh, actually, I'm thinking of a husband who has written in and said, "I can't get my wife to engage in our faith. She she don't, won't go to. I'm trying to get her to go to church. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get her to read scripture with me. She has given up on all that because she feels like." She'd rather do X, Y, and Z, mm. and she doesn't believe, right? So what do we tell to that husband or that wife who's going through a similar thing with her husband? Mm-hmm. How do we, so how, how can we work out truth together? Mm. And that's, and we wanted to share some of our own story and maybe some of, very briefly, not necessarily our story, but some of our experience and some of how we've learned to wrestle with a, and defeat lies that kind mm-hmm. of leak into our marriage and do that in unity without fighting each other, but fighting for each other in the process. Right. And those are, you know, a lot of that's pretty basic too, is just, you know, for one thing, one way we can start is just praying, praying for their heart. You know, the heart transformation is yeah. a God thing. That's not a us thing. Like that is not, I can't change you. Mm, I, just I can spoke pray to a, for you, but I, I can't change your heart. Like yeah, that is not my business. You're not, you're make a terrible God. Yes, I do. Right. Heart changes <laughs> God's to business. Admit, yep. So, and I would make a terrible God as well. 
Um, I just spoke with a gentleman who went from hating God and questioning everything about him Mm -hmm. to the Holy Spirit working. And now he's praising God and thanking God Mm. because he's now able to see he's able he i think god just softened his heart yeah from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh yeah all right so start with prayer a faith-filled prayer Mm -hmm. a desperate prayer even well and then you know secondly then get reading your bible and discovering truth like on your own and terms of we were reading about nicodemus and he came up twice last week which is kind of interesting to me um and but we were also talking sorry we were talking about nicodemus and how he was I forget. See a wee little man? Was that the one? No, that's, that's um, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. <laughs> um, but we're talking about Nicodemus, and then we're talking about like blindness and how he was not blind. Sorry, this is getting off topic a little bit. So anyways, we were talking about blindness and how Jesus brings sight to us, right? Like metaphorically, spiritually, and just yeah. even physically in the Bible, he brought sight to people yeah. and how that is so powerful and how we sometimes we think we are seeing things and we think we're understanding truth, but we're really not. And when we dive into the Bible, into the Word, and see Jesus, mm. He's faithful to bring sight to us in those those areas that we are blind. And sometimes we need to admit that we're blind and we don't mm. know it. And it's okay. It's okay if we don't know everything. We yeah. can admit that and we can rest in in what God's done and what He's doing. And He's He'll walk us through that. And reading our and Bible together is just one of those ways. So the question I have for you is: then, Are you just is that blind faith? Mm. Right? Is that weak faith? Are you a weak? person because you're doing that and are you closed-minded to science or uh that's funny i say that because i think god is more scientific than we could ever be (laughs) and science screams his glory Mm -hmm. louder than i feel like i ever could i mean in the way he's built things so i don't want to put science against god those aren't diametrically opposed i feel like they coexist Mm -hmm. but what i'm saying is that a lot of times you'll say something like that like hey if you don't know the answer just believe and people will say well that's just weak-minded and i'm relieved to know that I don't have to have all the answers to every nook and cranny of the universe Mm -hmm. to be at peace with the God of the universe, Mm -hmm. to get what my soul desperately needs. And that is peace with the God of the universe. I can still work through the questions that I have Mm -hmm. and I can still trust that he's good and gracious and sovereign and true without having to see it and feel every piece of truth myself. And so that's what I think where you're getting at. faith comes in too, right? And trust. And the bottom line is you have to have faith. And I can get into that, but no matter your worldview, you have to have faith. And I'm telling you that Christianity gives, I believe, the highest platform, meaning the most substance, Mm -hmm. and reach that allows you to reach in faith for the greatest good. Right. Um, And so to me, it's like a no-brainer. Right. Um, So I think praying for your spouse, praying with your spouse, if that's something you guys can do, reading your Bible together individually, um, discovering and kind of clinging to truth together and talking about it. And that will lead you probably into to studying um, different books uh, outside of the Bible and like theology and commentaries and uh, listening to different podcasts and pastor mm. talking, you know, digesting and processing sermons um, and maybe areas that you were challenged by and you're not sure if that was truth there or if you don't understand so that. Yeah. And, you know, we'll list a couple of, of resources in the show notes. You like tvcresources.net. Um, we've got gotquestions.org. There's a few ones there. Um, and then another thing we do, you know, we're always promoting community and having spiritual mentors and people that you can have those. There, nothing replaces hard, like face-to-face conversations and having someone or a, a couple that you can go to and say, we have some questions about this. We have things that we're trying to understand. It's just, it's irreplaceable. You know, we have those friends in our lives and they are, we can bring anything to them and we feel confident to be able to kind of hash it out with them. And don't do theology in a vacuum yes. is what you're saying. Yeah. And 
we tend to make these wrong beliefs and even if they're just skewed, like we, we have a wrong view of who, right. who Jesus actually was. Right. And we need people in our lives. We talked about this last night. We need people in our lives to come in and say, you're actually, we love you, but you're wrong. Right. That's not who care. That's not who God is. Right. I think one of the guys in our group said that he felt like God was kind of out to get him and always would like have him do things just to spite him. And we were able to, he was able to share a story about someone came alongside him and said, that's no, wrong. you're wrong. Right. God loves you. Right. And he wants you to enjoy him. He wants you right. to live for his glory. He's not going to just put you through the ringer just because right. that's not that's the God not we the serve. That's not God. in scripture. If we know the character of God, if we're understanding who he is, we know that he is mm-hmm. not that type of, that type of God. So don't, don't study theology in a vacuum. Right. Like study it. Yes. yes. And to study it, here's one resource I want to point you toward. If you, if you're a reader, right? TVCresources.net is a good website. There's good audio. That's the village church. That's their resource mm-hmm. outlet. Um, but if you need one book, uh, Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem. Mm-hmm. When we started reading that together, me and you, just a few sections that yeah. we did, it, it transformed our dynamic. Yeah. It transformed our faith. It's a big book. Don't be afraid of the size, but it's quality content. And, you can and take it's it easy pieces. to read. It's it's very digestible, but it just brings truth to light on everything. And it's incredible. I'm so grateful that it's on our bookshelf. It's substantial. It's expensive too. So beware. There's also a a kind of a truncated version called Bible Doctrine by Grudem as well. It's Mm. kind of a revised and reduced version and recycled version. (laughs) Reduced, (laughs) reuse and recycled. Uh, Spiritual mentors, make sure you have good shepherds in your life and people. If it's a parent, uh, an older couple, Mm -hmm. a counselor, a pastor, all of the above, Make sure you're not um, living on an island or in a vacuum. Right, right. Okay, so we have very few minutes left, yeah. but we have a couples conversation challenge for you. Um, and I, Selena, go ahead. Um, I think the challenge is just how how are you and your spouse clinging to uh, truth in today's culture? Are there lies uh, that you're believing? Are you being passive about things you know in your marriage and in your beliefs mm. that um, you shouldn't be? And how can you press into those and, and get into God's word for those? I think you guys should sit down, have a conversation together and say, mm. are we believing truth on this issue? I'm sure you can already think of a few issues that yeah. you and your spouse are, have been like talking about or you've seen in the news or something like that. And what do you believe about this? Do you believe this? Do we believe this together? Is this right? And it's it's okay Big to have stuff. pushback. And it's, again, yeah. when you have those those that community in place, get in your Bible, get studying theology, like not in a vacuum pray god is faithful to yeah bring clarity and shed light and bring truth so those are big we so we've unpacked kind of some big topics there's mm-hmm. also smaller ways like <laughs> if you're I, I mean i know i'm always like big boulder rolling through here. Well, we're kind of pushing back and forth <laughs> me and you right now but uh there's also smaller ways like you maybe think that you would be happier in another marriage mm-hmm. or that you'd be happier if your spouse would just change or they would do it, what or you want them to do money. in bed. Yeah, if you or, make more money. And <laughs> yeah. That, so those are little things. lies that if have you If you made more money, about? Ryan, I would be happier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I can confidently say that we have hundreds of dollars in the <laughs> bank at this moment. Hundreds, people. So, yeah. No, don't email us. I'm not going to give it away. It's a, a massive fortune. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um yeah, so we believe these little lies about if you would just make me happy, I would be happy. Mm. And so, have you talked about that? And have you actually talked? Like, do you have you explicitly said this is what our family believes? Mm-hmm. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like, have you drawn those lines in around your house, yeah. a, a hedge around your house? These says, are the things that family is vision is made of. Yeah, stand. We yeah. should talk about family vision soon. Uh, <laughs> this is where we stand, and this is where we exist, and. 
we will stand here together. Mm. And so having those conversations together, um, and, and you may feel like you're inside the circle or you're inside the boundary and your spouse is outside right now, pray that they'll, they'll join you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I have starting with these conversations about deep truths will at least get <laughs> and you, if, get if you you're going. the spouse outside the circle, just pray that God will help your heart come inside the circle. Cause I've yeah. been on the outside and I've been like, Nope. <laughs> you know, one of the most powerful prayers that you can, that you can say mm-hmm. a lot of peas there. One of those powerful <laughs> prayers you can say is God help me in my disbelief. Yeah. God help me in my disbelief. Mm. Like that's what help the, me the believe people that yeah. Jesus helped were those people. Yes. And every time I've said, God, I want you, not I want something, but I want you. I want to know you more and I want to make you known and I want to feel your presence. He has been faithful to answer. I can say that. And I'm not like a supernatural guy. I'm, I'm like total like stereotypical logic, whatever. Mm-hmm. God is supernatural. He mm-hmm. is natural, but he's also supernatural. And so he will meet you where you're at and just pray those faith-filled prayers. So, so. I'm sure this will be one of the podcasts. Maybe that's promotes lots of questions <laughs> and uh, some discussions and conversations. So uh, if you have any questions, we are happy to read them. <laughs> the number is nine seven. I'm sorry. You can send them to us. Uh, you can text or uh, I guess you can submit them online. Yes, you can too. I'm sorry. Losing my train of thought here. The number that you can text those questions or call them in is nine seven one three 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 eleven twenty. 1120 You can go to fiercemarriage.com slash ask. That's A-S-K. Uh, we can read them that way. Again, reminder, if you haven't subscribed or rated or shared uh, the podcast and you want to, we're going to say go for it. You should do mm. it. Um, it just helps get, you know, God's word out there more and more. Yeah, <laughs> Is that and, the guilt trip? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, if you love Jesus, you know, <laughs> just, just forward this email. <laughs> um, I did not mean that, friend. I'm so sorry. That no, came across wrong. <laughs> but I, I want to make one more mention. Uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters. We have our, so we, we actually had a misfire last week. We had our first uh, we said our first po- uh, podcast interview is going to be a week too soon. It's actually going to be this Thursday, not last Thursday. Yes. And it's going to be with an amazing friend of ours, Scott Kadersha. But thank you to our Patreon supporters who made that that process yes. possible. It's basically, we, we've opened up a whole new world of pros- possibility. Yes. We actually asked uh, Jackie Hill Perry to be on our... Oh, you're going to drop that. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, it's yeah. a little teaser. If people are still listening, they deserve it. <laughs> right? They're 50 some minutes into this thing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, thank you for, to you awesome patrons, uh, patreon.com slash fierce marriage. If you want to join arms with us and be a part of this mission, friends, God is moving. It's not because of us. It's because God is good. Right. Right. And we just, you know what, let's lock arms together. Um, we've hired a new podcast producer because of that. And it's Mm -hmm. been amazing. So patreon.com slash fierce marriage. All right. We're going to close out in prayer and then the episode will be in the can of worms that we all the words <laughs> we have in. <laughs> Jesus, thank you so much for your truth and the truth of who you are. I pray that your love would permeate uh, our marriage and our minds of understand. Help us understand love, God, through your lens, through your biblical truths. I pray that uh, you would continue to be clear. You would lead us on that journey towards truth. If we are believing lies, God, I pray that we would find freedom and life and value and acceptance and love and wholeness in you father thank you for the opportunity to be on the podcast and to share uh, all the truths that you've embedded into our hearts god we can share them with the people that are listening i jesus name amen amen thank you so much my love and uh friends we'll see you in about seven days this episode is in the can all right till then stay fierce Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. 
For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Thank you.